Hey everyone, you are tuning into Frida's World Podcast, a platform where women of color can have open, honest, and candid discussions about our experiences being professional working women of color in this 21st century. I am your host, Rita Pierre, CEO and founder of Frida Women NYC, a fashion brand that sets out to motivate and instill confidence in professional women through the use of fashion accessories. So if you're looking for ways to enrich your life, enhance your personal skills, or hell, if you're just looking for a good laugh, then grab a big glass of something and join on in. I was an 18, y'all, and I'm so excited, although I'm Black 365 days a year, um, this time of year is important because it gives the world an opportunity to understand Black culture and to get educated on the great contributions that Black people have made to our society. And what we're trying to do here at Frida this month is take it way back and highlight and recognize and appreciate these forgotten women of color who have contributed greatly to our society. So it's virtually impossible to talk about Black History Month without discussing the contributions of Black women. And this week's Frida Woman of the Week is a woman who is near and dear to my heart as she's a Haitian woman and I'm Haitian-American. Both of my parents were born in Haiti. And this is also especially relevant in light of the alarming statements coming from the White House. So for those of you who don't know, um, Trump made some disparaging, disparaging remarks about the Haitian uh, country, the Haitian people, um, and um, African nations as well. And he basically, well, not basically, he stated that these nations were shithole countries. And I find this to be particularly offensive, not just because I'm Haitian American and not just because I'm Black, um, but I'm an American. I was born here. And this is my leader, unfortunately. You know, whether you want to accept him or not, he is the leader of the free world. He is the president of the United States. I didn't vote for him, but he's still the president governing the country that I am from. And his statements were very unnerving to me um, because it was crass and it was crude. And I happened to be in Haiti at the time he made these comments. And I took that opportunity to speak to the Haitian locals and to ask them what their sentiments were. How did they feel um, about Trump's remarks? And pretty much all of them had the same reaction. This is embarrassing. It's not embarrassing because we hold Trump to such high regards. We all know that he's a joke. However, at the end of the day, it's his status. For a person of his stature, a person in his rank, a person who is the leader of the free world, to make such remarks about another country, he has no right to do so. And it was very disrespectful of him to even formulate his mouth, as Haitians would say, to say, to make these statements. One thing I can say that um, came out of all of this was the solidarity amongst Haitian people. One thing about Haitians is that you don't mess with us. You don't play with us. You mess with one, you mess with everybody. And when it comes to getting together and coming together and standing for a cause, that is something we are good at. 
Hence the Haitian Revolution, which was the first black, first successful black slave revolt. And it was the Haitian Revolution that set the stage for revolutions all over the Caribbean, all over the world. Haitians have been great contributors to American society, to society of to to global to global society. Um, without Haitians, there is no Black History Month. So we also can't have a conversation about Black History Month without talking about the people of Haiti and the sacrifice that Haiti made to free itself and to be the example of freedom for the world. So if you don't know about the Haitian Revolution and if you are Black, I would suggest that you take a trip to your local library, check out some books. If you're feeling a little bougie, um, go to Amazon, purchase some books, download some ebooks, and learn about the Haitian Revolution because essentially Haitian culture, Haitian history is Black history and Black history is you. So now that I've given you guys a little bit of history, um, let's get back to the Frida Woman of the Week. So Catherine Flon is our Frida Woman of the Week. She sewed the very first Haitian flag in 1803. And according to lore, Flon's godfather, Jean-Jacques Dessalines, cut apart the French flag and handed the remnants to Flon, who sewed them back together. Every year now on May 18th, Haitians around the globe celebrate Flag Day in honor of this amazing woman and her contribution to the Haitian Revolution. So Catherine Flon, we recognize you, we, we salute you, and we remember you for all of the contributions you have made to our history, Black history, the history of the world. Um, and so for this, I tell you guys again, it shouldn't just be during Black History Month that we learn about our history. We should take an initiative that every day, once a month, a couple times a year, I don't know, but that we should stay engaged and we should really immerse ourselves with who we are, the people um, that have made us the people that we are today, that have contributed to the success of Black people today. We should not forget them. It shouldn't just be about Harriet Tubman, Sojourner Truth, although I love them because without them, again, very important parts of history. But there are so many people that have contributed greatly to our story and to our fabric, and we should not forget them. And we should take the time to acknowledge them and to learn about them, teach our children about them, educate the white people who think that they created everything and let them know that black people are inventors too. This, you know, we should definitely be more proactive, I think, um, with our history and letting the world know who we are and what we've done. So that's that for Freedom Woman of the Week. It's time to welcome everyone back to season two, episode one of Frida's World Podcast. I know we took a little bit of a break. It was supposed to be a two-week break and it ended up being a two-month break, but you guys know life happens, things happen, 
but we are back and that's what matters. Um, and we want to thank everyone who have been with us from day one, supporting us, listening, giving us uh, comments and feedback on what we can do, what we should do or what you already love. We definitely thank you for all your love and support. And for the new listeners who have not had an opportunity um, to really get the grasp of Frida's world, this weekend is your opportunity to binge listen to our podcast. Let us know what you think, you know, whether it be good, whether it be bad. Again, we love constructive criticism here at Freedom, but definitely let us know. And one thing I will say in terms of moving forward, we want everyone, especially the um, Apple listeners, to rate us and to leave a comment. This is how we will move up in the charts. And one of the things that I've said from the beginning is that I want Frida's World to be at the top of the charts. I want everyone to listen to us. I want everyone to be part of this movement. But in order for us to do that, we need your help and we need you to comment and we need you to rate us. Very, very important, guys. So I wanted to also say Happy New Year. I have not spoken to you guys since December. So Happy New Year to everyone. I really hope that you guys had a really great holiday season and that you entered into the new year uplifted, um, centered, and just ready to grind. So today, I'm not going to take too much of your time. As it is the first episode, I just wanted to come on and say thank you and welcome everyone. Um, but our topic for today's episode, at least, is going to be the new year, new me frenzy. And the reason that I want to talk about that is because we are essentially still in the beginning of the new year. It's February. January was last week or two weeks ago. We're still early in the game, but I'm finding that people are already giving up on the year because they didn't accomplish goal one or they didn't have an opportunity to create their vision board yet or to make the list of goals that they wanted to set out for 2018. And I think that's horrible. We literally just entered the new year. It is not too late. Um, I think that we have this culture and I don't know if it's a bandwagon thing or if it's like a cool thing, but this new year, new me jumping into the new year, setting goals, vision parties every other week thing. It's really getting to people. And I feel like instead of people sitting down and truly creating real goals, realistic goals, people are just writing things down and, you know, saying things just for the sake of saying it and just for the sake of writing it down, just so that everybody can see that they too are part of the, you know, new year, new me movement. And I think we need to stop that. When it comes to setting goals, it's important um, to be purposeful and intentional when setting your goals. It's important for you to actually take a step back, do a self-assessment and evaluation, if you will, and figure out what exactly are you trying to do? What goals are you actually trying to set? What is the purpose and intention behind you saying, I want to accomplish X by this amount of time? 
I find that a lot of us don't do that. We just sit there and we write down what, um, you know, what I guess the, the typical goals are, right? Finding a man in 2018, um, losing weight in 2018. Let me find a new job in 2018. But we don't really take a step back and, and dissect and figure out and evaluate what exactly we're wanting to do with ourselves. And I think that's really important that we do. It's a very critical step in the setting goal process. Um, the other thing is we need to set goals for ourselves. We need to um, we need to do things for ourselves. Do it for you, not your neighbor. I think a lot of us and social media and internet, I think, have a lot to do with this, but we love to be seen. We, you know, we post every five minutes about what we ate, what we're doing. We're walking down the block. You know, we've gotten into this culture of sharing everything and seeing what other people are doing. And that creates some sort of insecurity, I believe, um, for many of us. And so a lot of times when we do things, we don't do it for us. We do it for other people. We do it for our neighbor. We do it for the, the lurkers. And this spills into goal setting and, you know, moving forward in your life with your plans. Because if you're not doing it for you, if you're just setting these goals just to set them because you want people to see that you're setting goals, um, you're never going to achieve them. And in a sense, you're not really setting any goals. You're just writing things on paper and you're just wasting um, your breath. So don't do it for you. I mean, sorry, don't do it for your neighbor. Do it for you. Um, be intentional about it. Be purposeful about the goal setting. The other thing I wanted to harp on is that it's not too late. The year just started. I, I'm really, it's actually really baffling to me that people feel like the entire year is a wash because they didn't get a chance to create their vision board yet. When setting goals, it's, it's a process, right? Um, it's something that's that you do over time. You can set a goal today and decide that, hey, this is not working for me and set a new goal. You can set goals at any point in time. You don't have to wait for the new year to take control, to say that, oh, I'm going to take control of my life. And then if you're not able to take control of your life in January and February, that your life is over. That's not how it works. You can set goals at any time. You can reevaluate your goals at any time. You can scratch goals, scratch plans, and start over at any time. The thing with the new year is that is just that, really. You're going into a new year and you want to go in with, you know, a, a renewed sense of purpose. You want to go into the new year um, feeling empowered. But if you really think about it, um, again, December and January, only a couple weeks separate them. You're essentially the same person when you entered January. So in December of 2017, I was Rita Pierre. And when I entered into January 2018, several weeks later, I was still Rita Pierre. Granted, I might not have came into the new year with some baggage, meaning I probably cut some people off, deleted some phone numbers, disappeared um, you know, on from certain people. So therefore, there's certain aspects of 2017 that did not enter 2018 um, because I was intentional and purposeful about that. But I'm the same person, um, essentially. And so 
not a comp, not being able to set, you know, my goals and to put my calendar together right away did not, does not X out the entire year. It just means that I probably need to put a little pep in my step. I need to take some time to self-evaluate and sit down and create realistic goals. And that's that. The other thing about goal setting is that it's you don't need to accomplish it within the same year. You can set a goal in January and have that be something you're working toward for the next two to three years. Hence the five-year plan, hence the 10-year plan. So for me, for example, I have a goal of opening a cafe in 2020. That's two years from now, but it's a goal that I set from now and I'm working toward it. So goal setting is not about, I, you know, it's January, I need to accomplish this before December 2018. That's not how it works. Um, and I feel like we really need to really take a, a look at what goal setting is, what planning really means. And I feel like if we do that, it will take away some of this anxiety that some people feel when they're going through the year and they're not accomplishing what they wanted to accomplish as quickly or in the manner that they had originally set out in January. So it's important to understand that things happen in their due time. Um, don't be discouraged, especially again, because we live in this society now where we look to each other. We're always interested in what other people are doing and we compare ourselves to other people. Um, everyone moves differently. So Sarah might have had five things on her checklist to accomplish in six months and she accomplishes all of them in six months. You might have had the same five tasks and might have thought that you could accomplish them in six months, but life happens, things happen, cha plans change, and now it's taking you a year. Don't be discouraged at that because you see that Sarah's moving faster than you. You don't know what's going on in Sarah's life. You don't know if Sarah has family members that are financially supporting her or if she has a spouse that's emotionally supporting her. Um, you don't know what is in Sarah's life that's allowing her to accomplish her goals at a faster rate than your goals. We can't look to others when we're trying to develop ourselves. Um, it's personal development. It's about you. It's not about other people. Now, can other people motivate and inspire you to do great? Of course. You should definitely look to those who are doing great things. But at the end of the day, when it comes to setting goals and to making plans and to taking control of your life, you need, it's a self-evaluation. You need to do that for you. And you need to be realistic when you're setting your goals in terms of what the goals actually are and in terms of the time frame that you really, you know, want to complete them in and to also be flexible. Life throws curveballs at any given time. And you could have been on track to graduate 
college or to get your master's degree, but then something happens that throws you off course. It's not for you to get discouraged and to say, forget this. I'm never going to graduate. I'm never going to accomplish my goals. I'm never going to be great. It's for you to take a step back and say, huh, okay, there's a roadblock, but it doesn't mean that I can't go over the roadblock. It doesn't mean that there's not another way around. Maybe there's another block that you can take. There's another street. There's another path. There's another road. Sometimes challenges come to make us stronger and to make us more resilient. And so understanding that should give everyone a sense of, I don't want to say relief, but a sense of understanding that it's never too late to set goals. It's never too late to make plans. It's never too late to be great. And I think if we keep that mindset, it will help us um, move forward and it will lessen the anxiety of the new year, new me, stress frenzy that happens every single year. Um, it's, I mean, I, I, I still find it to be pretty baffling that people think that it's too late the year just started. And I know I've said this like three times already, but it truly is. And I feel like, you know, people are really taking this to heart and they're really on this um, frenzy and it's detrimental because life is life and things happen and that shouldn't stop anyone from moving forward. And I say all this only because I've had this experience personally. I used to be that person who was like, man, you know, I didn't set the goals in in January and it's March and I haven't saved X amount of money and I haven't, you know, I've only been to the gym twice since I signed up in January and it's now April. I think the biggest thing with all of this is to acknowledge where you are, um, understand where you are. Yes, you made this plan in January to go to the gym three times a week. It is now April and you've been twice. I think acknowledging is key. Understanding where you are is key because now I've acknowledged the fact that I have not been to the gym since January and it's March. What am I going to do to fix that? Maybe I should say instead of going three times a week, I'm going to go two times a week. Or maybe let's start off with one one day a week and then gradually move on from there. It's it's a constant process. You're constantly changing. You're constantly constantly reevaluating your positions. And, you know, to leave on a positive note, the year just started, people. It's February. It's not that serious if you have not created your vision board. We have an entire 2018 to go. And again, you can create 2008. You can create goals in 2018, plans in 2018 that won't get executed until 2019-2020. I think the essence of this entire conversation, three points. One, when you're setting goals. When you're making plans, do it for yourself, not for others. So with that, it means doing a self-assessment, doing an evaluation of what your actual needs are and what your actual dreams and aspirations are. Two, be intentional and purposeful with your goal setting. 
don't just do it because it's something to do, but really focus and really be intentional um, and purposeful. Knowing what it is that you want, figuring out an effective plan to obtain what it is that you want. And three, it's never too late to start goal setting. It's never too late to go to Barnes and Nobles and buy that journal and start figuring your life. It's not. So with that being said, guys, take it easy. Let's uh, decrease that anxiety that I'm seeing all over the place because of this new year, new me frenzy. It's really not that serious. And that's really it. The struggle is real out there. The struggle is going to always be real. But as long as you know that, and as long as you understand that, and as long as you prepare for that, you're going to be fine. So with that being said, thank you all for tuning in to Frida's World Podcast Season 2, Episode 1. And the next few weeks, you know, we're going to be focusing, obviously, on Black History Month in terms of the Frida Woman of the Weeks. Like I said earlier, we're going to be um, highlighting these forgotten women who are such powerhouses and trailblazers um, in our history. But I just wanted to give a quick shout out again to um, all the people that have been very, very, very supportive of Frida's World Podcast. And um, on that note, I want you guys to please like, subscribe, and comment um, on Frida's World. We're on Apple, Stitcher, and uh, SoundCloud, but also we're on social media. Follow us at Frida Women NYC on Instagram, Twitter, and on Facebook. So the handle is Frida, F R E E D A, Women NYC. Also, right now, our website, we are having a 60% off Valentine's Day sale. And I know that for Valentine's Day, women, we expect our booze, our significant others to give us the gift of love. However, for those of us who do not have significant others, Valentine's Day is also for you. Love yourself. Love yourself by going onto the website, www.fridawomennyc.com and get yourself some accessories. Celebrate Valentine's Day with your friends. I think I saw, I saw a hashtag the other day. It wasn't, I don't remember what it was, but it wasn't Valentine's Day, but it was like, I don't know. I got to figure it out. I I forgot what the term is, but apparently there is a term hashtag for celebrating Valentine's Day with your friends. So it's, I really wish I remembered it, but it's basically, I'm going to say, I think it's friends, friend, whatever. I'm making things up right now, but there is a term. There is a term for celebrating um, Valentine's Day with your friends. So, Valentine's Day is not just for lovers. It's for friends. It's for friendship. I mean, every day should be Valentine's Day, in my opinion, if you're in a relationship. But I say all that to say this. We're having a sale, 60% off. It's uh, over on February 15th. So just mosey on in onto the website. Take a look. Get some accessories. Update your jewelry box. Um, And yeah. 
that's a wrap for season two, episode one. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in and um, support Black businesses. And on that note, I will see you or not see you, talk to you next week. Mm-hmm.